0: scheduled last week, and Johnny went off the rails, uh, spun out, gravel flying everywhere, and uh, I finally came to, about a day later, I called Matthew, I said, Matt, dude, do you have any advice for me, man? <laughs> Matt says, Matt says, what did you say? What was your advice, Matt? Tell me what you said. I was, do three things. Three things.
1: That's right. Three things. Number one, get something solid in your stomach. Number two, take a nice long hot shower and, well, then you got down to the third one, and the third time was a charm. Read the whole book of Ephesians. It'll tell you exactly what to do.
0: Oh, yeah, buddy, and I did. I got, uh, let's see, what I got. Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, green beans, uh, some uh, yogurt, and... Uh, See, another Salisbury steak, some more green beans, some more mashed potatoes. Then I took a long hot shower, and uh, what I did was I downloaded the book of Ephesians from firefighters.org because I like that guy, he's like really super cool. Uh, the King James uh, Bible guy from firefighters.org, you know that guy, Matt?
1: Yep, I know them boys. Yep.
0: so it's, I uh. Yeah, I put that in my I put that in my iPod and I listened to the entire Book of Ephesians and wow, I mean that um, it's not very long. It's only maybe probably I don't know maybe uh, if you're listening to it half an hour and uh, man, it just like explains the entire it explains like um, the entire message of the gospel. It explains uh, entirely. Who Jesus is, and what He di- accomplished, and how he how He fulfilled the law, and um, uh, and how He became um, became the law and became sin and died for our sins and rose from the dead, and um, through that believe if we believe in that and ask Jesus into our heart we have life eternal life and uh yeah and uh so yeah major healing session followed by um uh many hours of uh of uh black tea with lemon and sugar and about 3 days of sleep <laughs> A lot of hugging, a lot of cat hugging, sitting there with my cat, Nigel. I got a big old, huge, gigantic black cat named Nigel, and he's like, man, he's a good boy. He's my good boy, and uh, he's like a dog. He follows me everywhere. He can't live without me, and uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of time on the couch hugging Nigel, So, uh, and here I am on the next week. I got a hold of Matthew Miller. I said, Matt, let's do it, man. He's like, all right,
1: saddle up. Let's ride, baby. Let's
0: ride. <laughs> All right. We were talking about bringing, um, bringing Bar- Brian Ingram into the session, and I don't know if I can get him on a three-way call. We'll have to uh, you know, ha- get it, give everybody some probably some live radio experience later while we fumble and, and stumble to get uh, Brian into the call. I'm not too good on Skype. I always used Yahoo Messenger because I like the sound better. So, just recently, I've just gone over to Skype, and um, because everybody's on Skype, you know, nobody uses Messenger. But uh, anybody out there recording podcasts, I would uh, encourage you if you're just one-on-one, both download Yahoo Messenger. You get man, you get a nice crystal sound on that. It's just unbelievable. But Skype is good. I just don't know how to use it very good. Well, we brought Matthew Miller in here. Um, there was, um, you know, Matthew appeared on Canary Cry Radio to uh, to much um, much rave reviews. People people loved him. Uh, most people loved him. A few people uh, thought he was wacko, but uh, you know, you can't please everybody. And uh, of course, Matthew Miller. Uh, He's, he's done uh, about three, four Iron Shows, and there's a lot of questions that come out of the Iron Show sessions that we did. And, and uh, also, Matthew Miller also, for years now, has been the host of the End Time Tribune. And you got a new show now, right, on Friday nights?
1: Uh, yeah, we just got one kicked off on our own server. So um, if you want to check that out, that's End Time Tribune Media dot com. That's our own server, but uh, I really do three or four shows. I've started doing a live, uh, well, a raw and an edited uh, where I talk to people one-on-one and put that out there. That's on Spreaker. Then I do Bring the Writers, and I do what is to come as well. What is to come is just uh, private teaching, really. Um, and then, of course, we do... The End Time Tribune show on YouTube as well, so we're doing all kinds of stuff, Um, doing everything we can to reach as many people as we can uh, because that's what a faithful witness will do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now,
0: you and Brian Ingram have uh, ventured out into the video world. And uh, you're kicking out a lot of uh, a lot of videos now, and uh, those are really neat those those YouTube videos. And um, you know, I got to say, Matthew, I I, I I thought I knew what you looked like, but you are far more handsome, really, than I had previously <laughs> known.
1: <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, oh well, Matthew. Yeah, they're on YouTube. they they're also on iTunes. The videos are.
0: And Matt's a good looking guy it's 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 fun to watch him you know he's cool looking you know he's like you know Matt you know people sometimes people aren't don't look like what they sound and you know you can't if you listen to Matthew Miller you can't really put a face to him but uh, I remember when I first heard you I thought you were some uh, scrawny greasy haired uh, hair in the face uh sweating Pentecostal looking uh, you know preacher that was about 70 years old
1: well uh no that's not me uh generally no. i do take people by surprise though yeah you do you're a big old
0: tough guy oh man it's it's yeah. cool you make cool videos i oh, mean really they're i encourage everybody to watch them how do they get to that on the youtube how do they get there
1: uh, that's all, Brian. I'm not quite sure how he does all that. You'd Do you know the to, address? You, you'd, you'd have to get there. It's just a YouTube backslash the entire Tribune.
0: Well, there you go. That's
1: the YouTube channel. But if you're on iTunes, they're, they're all on iTunes, too. Brian puts them on iTunes as well, so you can get them either way.
0: Right, and I, you know, I'm on iTunes, that's how I do things, just because, uh, I have a drawer of MP3 players, I'm like one of the pioneers of them, and, uh, i tell you, there's nothing better than an, than an Apple iPod hooked up with iTunes, you just, it just makes everything so much, mo- so much easier, it's just, pshh. but, uh, yeah, okay, so, uh, YouTube.com slash The End Time Tribune. That's, that's me. That's YouTube.com slash slash the end time tribune one more time that's youtube.com slash the end time tribune (laughs) you gotta kick it out three times buddy you gotta drill it in you gotta drill it in i just want to pound it in one more time one more time buddy youtube.com slash the end time tribune i like how i say that
2: i like how i say that matthew (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you 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 have such a polished voice for radio, Johnny. Oh, oh, I, uh, I know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Johnny oh, live and raw.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Um uh, let me see. I'd like to um actually, you know, um, let me let me go right off the top of my head with some questions that have been uh fielded to me. This one comes this is right off the top of my head. I'm actually looking at the wall. Actually, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the refrigerator in my uh, trailer park studio. Yes, we are live from the trailer park at the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> I have a uh, 2006 Prowler, and uh, it's uh, I got my. Uh, I got the Iron Show studio set up with three massive computers, all my mixers, effects units, guitars. Uh, I got uh, uh, six monitors, and everything is crammed onto the dinette set of the uh trailer. So uh and I'm broadcasting live over clear wireless. So uh we're going to see how this turns out. I don't know how my signal's going out across the net, but uh we're live from the trailer park and I'm looking at the wall thinking of questions to ask Matthew Miller and the first question uh that uh, comes to mind is uh Rose or uh now she is known as Daisy at the World of Prophecy. It's a an ancient ancient prophecy website uh that's worldofprophecy.com worldofprophecy.com that's worldofprophecy.com and uh, i've been a member there uh, for years and that's how it's uh, actually how the iron show got started was uh, uh, i actually had uh, i had written uh, started a thread uh, based on research that the guy who led me to Jesus back in 1985 had done. And the name, the title of the thread was, uh, Jesus was big, tough, strong, ugly, and scary looking. <laughs> and I got I get attacked like, oh man, these dudes were all over me, just, just tearing me apart. And Rick, my co-host Rick, Rick White, Richard White, Rick White. Uh, my co-host wasn't my co-host he came in and started defending me he was like throwing off the he was like he came in with a sword and was just hacking away at my enemies you know And so we became friends and the Iron Show got started but uh, Rose who she she used to be named and now she's named Daisy on the World of Prophecy she's one of the very head honchos one of the very ancient members she is a big fan of yours Matthew Miller and uh, listens to you uh quite, uh, avidly. At first she thought you were totally off the rails, but the more she listened to you, the more, uh, what you said made sense to her. And she's a very scholarly prophecy buff. Um, um, she's a, she's an elder and she's, uh, uh, very well versed in prophecy. And once she started really listening to you very closely, she uh, really, it really started opening her eyes, and she's really thankful that I brought you to the Iron Show. And she's a big fan of yours now, and uh, uh, she has three questions, and she knows where the term technon epigalia comes from. But she wants to know where the terms, the two terms, and what exactly they mean in layman's terms, so that even Johnny can understand. I want to really know exactly what they mean. And those two terms are primus resurrexerit and primus numerus. Uh, Matthew, primus resurrexerit. Where does it come from, the word, and what exactly does it mean?
1: Primus resurrexerit uh, is a term uh, that is used by our Latin counterparts way, way back. Um, everyone needs to understand the beginning, uh, once the Latin Vulgate was was written, most of the church at the time would use that, and we're talking about, uh, remember there was a great separation between the people and uh, the pastors, or another way to put that, there was a great guff between the shepherd and the sheep, uh, because only the clergy or the uh, Bible teachers, or the Sunday school teachers, and things like that, uh, they were the only ones that could read Latin. And that was termed back then, it is quite simply the Greek transliterated into Latin. It is the first resurrection, those of the first resurrection. That's Latin for first and resurrection. You can read all about uh, Primus resurrectorate uh, in the 20th chapter of Revelation, that is the chapter that is, dedic- that is dedicated exclusively to them. <clears throat> and the other term uh, that she wants to know about is gone along the same lines. It was back then, uh, back during a tearing between, um, well, in the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, that there was just the Catholic Church. And then there was a separation between the Catholic Church and the Church of the East that was largely ran by the Assyrians. Uh, they live in Armenia, they live in Georgia, but uh, those people that are south of the Caucasus mountain range, uh, they live in the midst of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. There was a split between those churches, and one of the big reasons and big fights that went on at that time was the simple fact of who was the 144,000. Now, that's why the Armenian side, or what you would call the Assyrian Church, or the Church of the East, which, whichever you'd like to refer to it as, they came up with the Latin term, okay, primus, Numerus. That is the first number. The first number. That number is counted. Uh, we know that both them and primus resurrects are both counted Uh, when the Lord says that a number is to be counted it's very important uh, extremely important and we know from the outset of when it's time for game on when we go headlong back to the days of Noah and straight back uh, to where we really don't want to be and the tribulation kicks off it is then uh, that those that reside at the altar right now They cry out to the Lord their God, when are you going to avenge us? And he says, when the fellow brethren, just like you, uh, that are killed, that is going to be killed. So they are numbered. When their number has been made full. The martyrs. Right, the martyrs. Uh, These are the ones, uh, let's get very, very poignant with everybody. This is going to be a very fast-forward version, but understand that you can You can understand most of all prophetic scriptures uh, when you understand just who they are. So understand this, that uh, this is the way it's going to happen. It was always going to happen this way. The Assyrian will come looking to slaughter the innocent. It's at this time uh, that what you know of to be the events... Of the great day in Isaiah chapter twenty four, they come down Jacob's ladder to stop him. They do not want him to enter into the promised land and to do what he's going to do. You're saying the martyrs come down? No, the angels come down. Ah,
0: yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I just want to be sure.
1: This is when uh, Satan and one third of the angels come down. They actually come down to stop him because they know what is to come. They know about. Sanctus supplentum. Sanctus supplentum is those two sticks that will be forged together. Uh, That is the rod of iron that uh, the king rules with. Half that stick is primus numerus. Half that stick is primus resurrexerate. But getting back to the point, when they come down, God catches them in a snare. He comes down and kicks us off our axis, and he nukes the place where we are... Uh, that is going to be prepared for us by God. Uh, right now, most people know that as the Hajaz. But at any rate, at this point in time, if you are not uh, a member of the Technon Epigelia, that means you are not the woman. And you will not be taken to your place of protection. Unfortunately, Primus resurrects it at that point in time has a choice to make they can either take the mark or give their heads that's choice Uh, you can uh, uh, when you understand this principle a lot of well isaiah will make sense a lot of the psalms will make sense uh, because that's well who they're really talking about but you understand that, that at this point in time, if you miss Operation Eagle's Wings, because they cannot be two places at once. So understand that they get caught off Jacob's Ladder. God kicks us off our axis and catches them in a snare. And when they try to go back up Jacob's Ladder, uh, they have a head-on collision with Michael and the uh, the good guys, the good angels. And of course, they can't go back up Jacob's ladder because their position has been replaced by Primus Numerus. Uh, they have been uh, taken up to Zion, just like the Bible says. And uh, Isaiah or um, Revelation chapter fourteen is point blank, and what it tells you there uh, that uh, Primus Numerus is taken up to uh, Zion, therefore taking their place because the stars' numbers they must remain. God has counted them, and that number must remain the same. So Primus Numerus takes their place, and then the bad guys realize what's going on. And if you have missed Operation Eagle's Wings, that's after this war, uh, the first thing that Michael and the good guys do is come down here and snatch up uh, the woman and make sure that she is protected. However, those that are mentioned there that are left behind are referred to as the rest Of her children. So at this point in time, it's therefore after twice in Revelation. It talks about those who now, now that they realize what's going on, they keep the commandments and keep the testimony of Jesus. And then later, several chapters after this is headlong into the tribulation, it changes its wording and it says, well, it says something a little bit different. Everybody should look that up. But um, that's a really, really lightning-fast, fast-forward version of it. Uh, They are talked about absolutely everywhere. Um, That's why – well, today I spent a lot of time uh, using visual aids and teaching people, and a lot of questions come up about this particular subject that we're talking about here now. And uh, once you – realize uh, what the full meal deal is, then strange chapters like Isaiah 26 makes absolute perfect sense, why it's where it's at, why it happens. Uh, That's obviously talking about Primus Numerus. Um, So I think I've answered her three questions uh, as quickly as I could without getting knee-deep in the Scripture. I mean, we could really get knee-deep here. Uh, so...
0: Yes. Uh, uh, what, um... My question is, um, Primus Resurrects um, mm-hmm. The first to be resurrected. Um, now, right off the top of my head, I would say that would be the dead in Christ. Am I wrong?
1: That would be those people... That are the rest of her children that does not make Operation Eagle's Wings, they get left behind. And they have a choice, Johnny. They can either give their head or they can take the mark.
0: But first, the dead in Christ shall rise, and them that are alive will be caught up with them in the clouds. So, I mean, the
1: dead what? in Christ resurrect first. Am I right? Well, not? you are correct. That's you. You're correct in what you're saying. That but, when when Jesus gets back, everybody will get transformed. Now, understand that they get their physical bodies back. Well, it's it's really easy if we just go to Revelation and just just read it. it it's not really uh, okay. all that long. Uh, Johnny, would you prefer me to read in the King James, or do you have people that's that don't understand the King James, what do you want me to read it out of?
0: Uh, all I like is the King James, but, uh, you know, whatever you think. NASB, uh, ESV, even the Net Bible's cool, you know. Whatever's, no, whatever you think.
1: Uh, that's fine. We will go uh, with the King James Version. Uh, I'm going to start reading in verse 4 of chapter 20. Okay, everyone? Uh, this is the King James Bible, so if... Uh, If you have a little trouble understanding it, uh, just get uh, another Bible, Just, just write this down so you can look it up later. It's Revelation, that's the last book of the Bible, it's all the way at the end. It's chapter 20, and it's right close to the end, and I'm going to start in verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received a mark upon their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years but the rest of the dead did not again until the thousand years were finished. this is the first resurrection God gotcha. let me finish John sorry blessed, <laughs> blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. So, Primus it. Um unfortunately, they're going to have a job to perform during the millennial reign of Christ. Uh, the woman, she's not the woman anymore. At this point, she has become the bride and she gets to just stay with Jesus 24/7 unfortunately the primus resurrector it uh, they are given authority even as the host of heaven have authority here now uh, that is who the governing uh, body is over this planet right now is well the angels at this point in time
0: and they're fallen uh,
1: that's that's correct.
0: Right, the seventy. Yeah. Right, according to the uh, table of nations in uh, in uh, uh, not numbers, but uh, Deuteronomy.
1: Right. Correct. Correct. So, so understand that during this time, they well, it's they are blessed and they are holy, but they don't get to stay with Jesus, Johnny. And, and they, why why not? Um, why don't
0: they? Because they. Uh, they uh, missed the Operation Eagle's Wings, like you're saying. That's correct. That's I, correct. I understand. And they had
1: to uh, – that's why the Old Testament uh, speaks about uh, the choice that they have to make.
0: That's uh, why they're not the bride. They're not the woman.
1: That, that's right. But they – well, it's a good thing, bad thing. Okay? Yeah. But, but because they were rebellious uh, at the time of this event – Uh, They have to make a a terrible choice, and it just means that, well, they do get authority and judgment, and uh, they will be ruling over this planet during the thousand-year reign of Christ. And um, that's a good thing. It's just that, well, they (laughs) – ladies and gentlemen, you want to be the bride. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have a job. You just get to stay there with Jesus, just just a full meal deal.
0: Right. They did not get
1: the brand new car behind door
0: number one, but they did get the lovely dinette set and living room accessories. Behind door number two. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Well, there may be others that get a lousy copy of our home game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) So, now, okay, so, okay, the, now, the bride, though, the bride, though, they um
1: were, I don't raptured then? Before that, right? Well, uh, yes, that's the term that, that people use, so right. I don't. Uh, I know. Actually, in Latin, that means rape. That's what that term oh. means, ladies and gentlemen. That okay, so they rape. were
0: resurrected before the uh, Primus Resurrectorate
1: right they uh, they were given the wings of a great eagle and they were taken to the place that had been prepared uh, for them by God oh uh, but so, they were not
0: actually resurrected they were just protected
1: right they were protected they don't oh. they don't they're gonna be just like the people was in Goshen Johnny um, during you know when there was a plague of frogs you know out in all of Egypt right um, and the Bible says that uh, you know the light still shone there in Goshen and, and 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 their cattle didn't get killed and all that same thing same exact thing uh, th- she is going to be uh, well underneath heavy guard, so to speak. Um, light will be in that place, but literally speaking outside of that place of protection, there will be an utter weeping and gnashing of teeth. You're going to wish that you were dead, uh, but the Bible, Makes it very, very, very clear that once we go back to the days of Noah, uh, once the mechanics of this planet and this creation is set back on its proper course, you're not going to have the ability to die. You're going to wish that you could, Uh, but believe me, you're going to uh, go through the tribulation unless one of two things happens. (laughs) You either take the mark or you give your head.
0: So it's like pre-flood. I mean, the aging process just slows. That's right. I mean, and you 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 would like want to die maybe because things are so bad. But well, you've got this pre-flood body now. I mean, you're going to live a thousand years, and you're not
1: even going to get sick. You know. And yes, it's it's going to be it's going to be horrible. Uh, I I don't know what type of language to use for it. Um, it. it it's beyond what you can imagine. Um,
0: it's the great tribulation.
1: Yes. It's, yes, the great tribulation, yes. So now, okay, so
0: let me put this together in my little tiny mind. Uh, okay, so the, now the, the, uh, the bride who are the faithful in Christ um, right now. Uh, are not raptured or resurrected they're taken to a place where they are protected by God during the great tribulation so they are completely out of the picture right. they're sheltered right they're right. sheltered well, by God but aside you know outside this whole horrible thing right that's right um, and then and- Okay. Now, now
1: wait a minute Johnny okay. uh, Let's not try to confuse people Most people right. do call this the rapture But it's okay? not It's just that it's just that I don't, because once you even say that word, people start fighting. But
0: they aren't resurrected, actually. They're just taken and protected. I mean, it's not—that's not.
1: right. They're they're taken and protected.
0: Is this is is this what uh, Paul was talking about in Thessalonians? First, the dead in Christ shall rise, and they and then we that are alive uh, will be taken up into the clouds to be well, with the that, Lord.
1: That event he's talking about is when the foot of Jesus strikes the mount of olives. Okay, that's this is way
0: pa- way past the Primus resurrectorate oh yeah. and the woman being yeah. taken and protected and all that. That's right. This that's is at the end be, almost. This is like the final before the millennium.
1: That's right. This is the day this is day 1 of the Millennial Kingdom.
0: Okay. So, um what people think like taken, you know, or you know, like the Tim LaHaye stuff, um people confused that with a resurrection and it's right. not no it's not okay that's huge that is huge that well, is absolutely huge in understanding your concept of the end times well, that is huge well, you have to you have to get your mind around that first then everything will right. fall into place at least for me right now i can see where now now i can get a grasp before i was just grasping at straws now well, i've got a you know i got a hold of something solid
1: right well most people johnny um if i say uh that uh they're not going to be raptured that that they think in their mind that that means they're going to go through the tribulation well it's 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 not that at all you're you you are <laughs> you are going to be given the wings of a great eagle, and you're going to be taken to a place that you don't have to worry about anything about. Okay, so that that event is going to take place. Yes, it is. You're not going to go through the tribulation. Okay, um, so because people, <laughs> well, this was first done to divide. Well. We could go into some really headlong history here, but yes, what you're saying is exactly correct. Uh, that's why people – a lot of people get confused. They'll say, well, you're saying we don't get raptured. Well, that's because technically that's <laughs> – uh, by the way, don't use that word. It's not in the Bible. It's never in the Bible. Um, you need to talk about what the promise that is promised to you, which which God is going to do uh, – you're not going to be there where everybody else is. Uh, so if you think that, you know, you're, you're, if you call that in your mind rapture and, and you're not going to be in the tribulation, well, you're right. It's just that uh, you have all the technicalities uh, in your mind. Uh, Turned around, topsy turvy. Right. Well,
0: you know this. um, The you know the the whole problem stems, in my little mind, it stems from people uh, associating or uh, making the word making the word rapture equal with resurrection. And so that that's that's absolutely not correct. That's they're two different things. I mean, if completely
1: two different things.
0: Okay. See, that's huge. That's huge. So. Do you believe in like a pre-trib rapture, you know, so technically you would right. say, well, yeah, I believe it's not right. a resurrection, but I believe that the saints of God will be uh, taken to a place and protected, uh, right. but not resurrected, not transformed into the new resurrected body. Not yet.
2: Right. Not I mean, yet. So that, is for, yeah, this
0: is that is for the great tribulation saints.
1: Right. right so w- what we're talking about is usually the first thing I, I have to do with with anyone that uh, that comes to me and starts asking me questions because they realize that I know exactly what I'm talking about but uh, they're quite confused so once they realize in their mind that no 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 you're you're not going to go through Jacob's trouble no but but you're not that, going not to be raptured happen. either but, <laughs> right right That's huge.
0: I mean, that's huge to understanding what you're talking about. Absolutely huge. That is – it's opened my mind to vistas.
2: Oh, I can see for miles now. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) Now, you know, are you aware that there are some – there are some – well, in the seventh, day Adventists, some of their advanced uh, um, eschatologists see the eagle's wings as America, and see that America will not be uh, part of this new world order beast system. They will be the ones <laughs> that reject it, and that, and America will be the America will be the safe haven for the saints have you heard that
1: uh, ladies and gentlemen I am well versed in all uh, theories and modes of eschatology um, uh, I just talked about this actually the last time uh, that I went to the ministerial meeting here in town uh, this is exactly what the ministers wanted me to talk about um, yes that's what the Seventh-day Adventist believe. Um and I'm going to tell you the same thing that I tell every se- Seventh Day Adventist that I meet. Boy, are you in for a wild ride! Um, <laughs> because America
0: is not the uh, eagle's wings that you imagine, right?
1: No. Uh. Um, this this stems in you see because they are dominionist. Okay, they they like to shroud uh, uh, shroud themselves in pretty little garments, uh, but. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you need to understand that most of the financing uh, that was done toward uh, the Dominionist movement was done by the Seventh-day Adventist. Uh,
0: To make it clear for people who don't know, Dominionists are people that believe that we have to take the world over for Christ, and uh, we have to be the ones to usher in the kingdom and change all the laws and subdue uh, all the countries – and uh or at least our country and uh further uh which is the the erroneous thing for me in their in their belief system is that uh, Christ cannot come back unless we do that. Now that is right. absolutely laughable to me because Jesus can come back no matter what we do. <laughs> yeah, well <laughs>
1: Uh, he's not everybody
0: it's not like we have to clear the path or he can't come in we have to like you know move the move the garbage out of the way of the front door he won't be able to walk in no jesus will blast in the front door with a a grenade launcher
1: yeah he comes and he goes and uh look ladies and gentlemen don't you understand that you just said that he's not the son of god okay you better get this one thing right he don't ask nobody's opinion for nothing, and he's going to do, and he will do exactly what he wants. And he don't need the Seventh-day Advantage permission. I assure you that. Amen. You All authority has been given into his hands, and he can do whatever he wants. Um, and he don't need you. Uh, he don't need Superman. He uh, don't need uh, the United States Army. Okay, he he is coming. And he is the king, and uh, that's just the way it is, and he don't have to wait for anybody or anything. Uh, He is the king of creation. Now,
0: so you – okay, now, for people who think that uh, the eagle's wings are like America or a certain country or a certain geographical area – uh, or a certain uh, rulership or dominion, uh, you would probably, unless uh, I don't know, I'm just gonna guess, uh, knowing you that you would say this is not so. It's not, it's not a physical, uh, geographical, or nation national place like we would think of, right?
1: That is correct. Ah, that, that's correct. It's. Um Look, this all ties in with the Technon Epigalia. Okay, this all ties in with, well, Romans the second chapter. Well, I might as well not start quoting chapters because I'll just have to quote them all. But well, look, the Technon Epigalia? Is,
0: so who's the Technon
1: Epigalia again? The children of the promise. Ah. Okay, uh, she can be an American, uh, she can be an Indian, uh, she can be a Russian... She can be uh, a South African. Uh, she can be a Haitian. Okay.
0: She believes that Jesus uh, was the son of God, God incarnate, rose from the dead and died for her sins. That's right. So That's right. Okay, so now you would probably say, um, knowing Matthew Miller, you would say that the, the eagle's wings, the place of protection – For the Bride, for the believers, for the saints, for the current saints, and all saints before the Tribulation, this place would be perhaps another dimension or something like that, maybe. Am I wrong?
1: Well, (laughs) um, many people think of it that way. Yes, you are correct. Many people do think of it that way. However... uh, the Bible tells us explicitly that a uh, ground zero is Mount Paran. Mount Paran is knee-deep in the Hejaz. It is the place where right now uh, Mount Sinai is. Everybody can go see it. It's got a burnt top on top of it. It's the same place that, uh, well, uh, they also uh, have documented Aaron's altar there. Uh, there is also the water that was hewn there, that water gushed out of. It's that place. You can't go there right now. It's called Hejaz. It It has both Mecca and Medina located within it. It is that place that you know of as the wilderness, but for many, 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 many years, uh, the book publishers got everybody to believe that uh, it was in the Sinai. It's not. You would it, have it to fit
0: upwards of a billion Christians there, wouldn't you?
1: Well, that number we don't know.
0: Right, but But, I mean, guessing at it, there's probably a billion saints on the planet right now. That's my guess anyway.
1: And it's also my guess that uh, there's not going to be any problem with space because that's going to be in play too. You need to understand that uh, during this time, if God wants to, uh, he can fit a billion people in Johnny's bathroom. Amen, in my trailer bathroom.
0: <laughs> that's right. And that thing's small, baby. That's, a that, t- that's right. <laughs> you're like elbows together, you know, while you're on the toilet. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> Welcome to the trailer park. Yeah, he could fit us all in my bathroom. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because uh, God has control over time and space.
1: Yes, which is actually... The same thing.
0: The same thing. Uh,
1: time is distance. So uh, everybody needs to understand that, that, look, you're going to be taken care of. You're not going to be in the tribulation, but um, if you use that word rapture, you need to stop it because it's not only confusing you and other people. It's also causing arguments. Uh, that's what it was made to do. That it was designed to do that.
0: You call it uh, the, Operation Eagle's Wings instead.
1: That's right. That's so right. It,
0: let- it, well, let me paint. Let me paint a little simple little cartoon illustration of your whole uh, eschatology, <laughs> and you can try to stop me because I know there's okay. people listening. I know there's people listening that uh, do not have the 180 million IQ level that you do, Matt. So, uh, okay, so we have all these saints, um, current saints, believers. Uh, Christians uh, now and uh, also in the future. And what happens is, before the Great Tribulation, God takes them to uh, that area, you know, where Moses struck the rock. And uh, he protects them during the Great Tribulation, which then ensues, the beast takes over, Uh, Everybody is uh, forced to take the mark Uh, If they don't take the mark They cannot buy or sell And they starve to death Uh, There are those who prefer Starvation and homelessness Over taking the mark And worshipping the image of the beast And they uh, have seen uh, They have heard This podcast They have heard this live session And uh, they've heard Matthew Miller They heard him years ago And so they are saying to themselves, He was right. These Christians were right. It's true. Jesus is real. Jesus was God. He is raised from the dead and He died for my sins. And they become saints who refuse to take the mark. They would prefer uh, hardship, starvation, and homelessness over taking the mark. They don't take the mark. They persevere through the great tribulation. And they are... Uh, at one point, forced to either take the mark or be beheaded, and they choose the guillotine, and they 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 die, and they are dead. And then, um, sometime later, after the end of the great tribulation, Jesus, uh, uh, or before Jesus comes, they are resurrected. They're the primus resurrects the great, the saints that came out of the great tribulation clothed in white raiment in heaven and then uh, Jesus strikes the Mount of Olives the dead in Christ are raised and those who are alive are cut up with him in the clouds uh, this is the second resurrection and this ensues and thus ensues the beginning of the thousand year millennial reign of Christ
1: on earth Amen, oh, Hallelujah I did okay? You, yes, you did okay. Uh, All
2: right, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: What's up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Ha, ha.
3: Jelly scores a point. Oh, man.
2: Oh, that's so yeah. nice. <laughs> it's nice oh. to be smart.
1: Well, everybody, you just have to realize that there's a reason why, encoded in the Bible, there's a whopping big difference between the woman and the bride. Because in order to be the bride, ladies and gentlemen, you have to have a resurrected body. Okay? Ah, yes. The bride, uh, she is spotless and clean uh, by way of her actions and by way of her physical body, too. Okay? Because... Uh, you need to understand that the groom and the bride, they are not to be of mingled seed. Uh, we know this from every single chapter in the Old Testament. Okay, So uh, when Jesus comes back, uh, you're going to be the woman. And then as soon as you see him, well, you're going to hear him probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, once he gets your attention, first to those that have gone on before you. Those that are in paradise right now. They will be called out of paradise. Uh, Abraham and and David and and Samuel and uh, Isaiah and Habakkuk. Uh, They all come up and uh, they get their resurrected bodies first or glorified. That's when they get glorified. And then right after they do, uh, then you do. And guess what? You become the bride and you get to stay 24-7. Actually, it won't be 24-7 then, but we'll talk about that later maybe. Um, you'll be spending every single moment with Christ, thou king.
0: Will that get boring? <laughs> Johnny.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh, uh, no, Johnny, it uh, won't be boring. won't be boring. Will that get tedious? Will you get tired of that? Johnny, you won't. You don't even understand the perception of his glory, um, ladies and gentlemen. His. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, you won't be bored. Uh, you won't be hungry. Uh, you won't uh, have these emotional mood swings that you do now. You will be on a permanent, private, most perfect trip, as Johnny would say. Yeah, baby. You'll be tripping in a most excellent way.
0: You know, I just, I had to ask that because, you know, I know that occurs. I mean, don't lie to me. You're all thinking the same exact thought. Because, you know, we are here in this uh, mortal incarnation in our fleshly bodies. And, uh, you know, uh, something like that doesn't make sense to us. But you know what? It's okay for things not to make sense to us. That's okay. Uh, because, you know, uh, Paul said, uh, for now we see it's through a glass darkly. But then, face to face, uh, for now I only see in part. But then, I will know, even as I am known. So, it's okay to not understand that, or to wonder if you'd get bored or something. Because uh, that's something that... Uh, None of us really can understand. I mean, we we try, we try to grasp at it. Uh, Matthew, do
1: you understand it very well or at all? Yes, Johnny. I've I've uh, well, I've I've studied physics and uh, I have studied the human anatomy quite extensively. So uh, I well look at it this way. Uh, my perception. Uh, is a little bit different than yours, but that don't matter. You know that Christ your king is great. Oh, yeah. You know that. Oh, yeah. And you know uh, that the Bible refers to him as awesome. Oh, yeah. That you know. And that is exactly what I know. You know the same thing I know, Johnny. Yep. And... Just because my perception is a little bit different, uh, that does not mean that I know more than you, uh, nor that that is required because it's not. Uh, oh, you know
0: more you than know John. You know that
1: word awesome, and you know uh, the word good, and you know that he is great. Yes.
0: And, and, uh, being, a you know, being a, coming up in the charismatic, uh, scene in the eighties, uh, I went to a camp meeting and, um, the Holy Spirit, the guy, they called on the Holy Spirit to come in and just blast everybody. And I didn't believe it would happen. And I got knocked down and it felt like, um, I was floating in a hot tub on painkillers and, uh, and madly in love with somebody. I didn't know who. And I tell you what, I could have stayed there forever. So that's probably what it's like a little bit. That's a little taste, probably, of what it's like to be in the presence of Jesus all the time, like the bride will be. I mean, right. something like that, you know?
1: Well, Well, Johnny, look at it this way. Have you ever had a toothache before?
0: Oh, yeah, baby.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now... You don't have a toothache, do you? I do not. Okay, then understand that right now, what you consider to be, you feel good. You're not tired, you're not hungry, and there's no pain. You perceive that good is simply the absence of discomfort. You have been misled, my friend. Yes. Imagine this. When this thing happens, you're going to feel... Like right now, in this life, in this body, you had a toothache 24-7, and yes. all of a sudden you don't have one. But And that's confusing to you because you're like, well, Matthew, I don't have a headache. Uh, my knee don't hurt. I feel fine. No, you only think you feel fine because right. you Can don't we... have any pain. right? Uh, but on this day you will actually know and understand you will have the perception of what it means to feel good so yes we yes. don't
0: we don't know i mean even guys that like shoot heroin and like they feel so happy and fuzzy and warm for a few minutes that's not even close to being with jesus and it's no. not even a not even even a taste of it i mean no,
1: they Uh, They are forever under the pain of time itself. So they don't even have any realization what it's like to be outside of the confines of that dimension. They don't even realize that time itself causes them pain and discomfort. So they have no way of perceiving what good is. They have no idea what it means to feel good even as he is good. But on this day, when you become the bride, you and he shall become one flesh. Your flesh shall not be uh, of mingled seed. You shall be even as he is. And then you're going to feel good. (laughs) So it's... It's hard for everybody to imagine if anybody's ever taken heroin or morphine no no, no, no no, no, you only thought you felt good yeah like you don't even you don't even understand uh the great discomfort that you're under even right now if you feel good you 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 have no idea
0: <laughs> that's very important for it's such a blessing for you to bring that to us because this is the thing these are the things that we think about in our innermost thoughts, you know, right. and we all do, we all do, don't don't tell me you don't, because you do. You
1: right, <laughs> Th- this is true, you see, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that this is true, I-, I know that at present moment you don't understand it, but listen, the Word of God says this, Be still and know that I am God amen. you see, because once this happens, once you uh, uh, you know put on your superhero suit, okay, you will be able to stand still. You see, ladies and gentlemen, time is a force of distance. You don't you can't stand still. you can stand still. I, I can even put you, uh, into a cage where you cannot move at all and yet this earth will continue to spin we will continue to go round about the sun and in that dimension you're in time but understand this, that the Bible is very clear that there will come a time when you'll be able to be still because you will be with him so imagine this right now right now you've got motion sickness or uh, If any of you have ever been on a boat and you've got seasickness. That's what you're feeling right now. Whether you like it or not. But there will come a day. When you will not wander from his presence. You will be with him. You will be the focal point of creation itself. And behold. You will be still. And you will know. That he is God. And you will know that in that place, in that stillness, in that lack of motion and time and pressure and gravity and heat and cold, then you will know what it will mean and then you will be able to say with your mouth, God is good. And you are his bride. And we are, Have become one flesh. That is a beauty that right now you can't calculate, you cannot weigh it, you can't experience. That is a beautiful time. And believe me when I say that when you get there, you will truly know what it means to feel good. So, the
0: answer to the question of will it be boring, the answer would be no. Right? No.
1: That's right. Um, If you would want to, at that place, in that time, you will be able to see and perceive Johnny's bedroom if you want to. And all the clothes strung out, and the trash can overflowing. And And Nigel, uh, my cat. Yeah. From. You see, this will be your vantage point, okay? And let me explain vantage point to you. Um, If I go up on top of my house, I have a higher vantage point than I do now so I can see further. But understand this, that when you are with Christ the King and He is your head and you are His body, you'll be able to see all the way across the United States. You'll be able to see right into Johnny's trailer, and you'll be able to see right into Johnny's kitchen – You'll be able to see right into Johnny's cupboard, and you'll be able to see right into Johnny's cookies. And if you want one of Johnny's cookies, <laughs> you will be able to stretch out your hand and take a cookie and have it. All right. Even though you're with Christ the King, because your vantage point will be Mount Zion. Okay? That, that will be your vantage point. So, All perception will be granted unto
0: you. Oh man. Wow. So it's not just you're still, you're finally still. um, uh, Your thoughts will never race, your heart won't beat, you won't fidget with your body and your mind, you won't think about time. You'll actually be still. You'll be in that place where you can feel the love of Christ. And not only that, but you will have ultimate perception uh, to be able to see anywhere and anytime that you desire.
1: That's right. It'll be the permanent, perfect trip.
0: Wow. It's uh, pretty healing to hear you say that, Matt, and uh, with that we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to listen to uh, some uh, classic uh, Christian metal that me and Matt are both uh, big into, so uh, just remember, just a touch of his hand and you will be healed. We'll see you in about five minutes.
3: Forgive your sins You know that Jesus just me.
2: So nice to be here with you tonight. Oh, I was dreaming of this moment for a long, long time. Oh, people are messaging me on Facebook. I guess I better kill that.
0: Oh yeah
2: like i would like to welcome everybody
0: I don't know where we're gonna where Matthew Miller's gonna take us tonight here, but uh, I promise you that uh, it will be some uh, pretty heavy stuff because when you've got Matthew Miller uh, on the other side of the mic and you got Johnny on Blackie, something's gonna happen. I just uh, are you there,
1: Matthew? I'm here, if you can hear me.
0: Yeah, I can hear you. I just rebuilt Blackie, so he's not really in tune. I tore it completely apart, and, uh, oh, it took me days and days. I completely rewired him and put a brand-new uh, uh, brand new pickup in him, DeMarzio Screamer and Humbucker Hot Rails pickup in it. And I got a uh, 1982 Washburn Force 3 that I dug out of the attic. And totally rebuilt, so. I'm just sitting here playing some chords. Maybe I'll hit the drum machine. I've been working on a song. Let's see here. (laughs) Mr. Drummy. I got me a Roland uh, drum machine here. It's going here, programmed here. song I've been working on. Of that, I've been working on this song. It's just kind of the skeleton of it. I've just been uh, <clears throat> just kind of the chords, just kind of hit me and echoed in my head while I was lying in bed with Nigel, and I came and tried to tried to work it out. So far, that's just a kind of a rough sketch of the. But I like the way on uh, during the slow, during the really slow snare where it's just. I just like how that G chord just hits. Alright, I even got my keyboard here. Oh, yeah, baby. Pretty ominous, huh? Good stuff, man. Alright, let me set down Blackie here. Whoa, Blackie, man. Blackie, back off there. Alright. All right, we are back with Matthew Miller, and uh, I don't know, let's, uh, I don't know, we might get really rough here. Have you talked to Brian Ingram, because we might get to some really rough and tumble, uh, clicky and uh, live action here, because I, if if Brian Ingram is around, I'll bring him on, uh, try to get a three-way going over Skype, and then pipe it on to the Fringe Radio Network. Is he around?
1: Uh, yeah, um, hold on just a second, let me message him, he's green on my end, so I can add him to this call if you'd if you like me to do that.
0: Let's give it a shot and see if it
1: works. Uh, Alright, hold on, why don't you uh, talk about Pippi Longstocking <clears throat> or something for a second? Well,
2: uh, I remember when I was nine, and I saw Pippi Longstockings, and I wondered How much starch it took to make her pigtails stick out three feet like that? And why was her hair so red?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I could go on and on about Pippi Longstockings. Oh, man. Yeah, we're just going to, I'm going to just like, I'm going to put the brakes on. Otherwise, Johnny's going to be in trouble here. Just be quiet.
1: Johnny, you're already in trouble. Brian, we got you in the saddle, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, Brian,
2: man, what's up, man?
0: It is so nice. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Brian.
2: Oh, it's so nice to have you here. O'Brien, could I ask you a question?
3: O'Brien, could I ask you a question? What's up, All right. Welcome to
0: Iron Show Live. All right. Okay, it's happening now. It's happening now. We've got, uh, we've got, uh, we've got Matthew Miller and Brian Ingram of the End Time Tribune. We got both of them here. We got the dynamic duo. And uh, we're going to take this thing off the rails and uh, see where we go. Brian, what's on your mind?
4: Uh, To be honest, a slew of things, but wouldn't know where to start with any of them.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: So, like,
0: uh, tell, tell us about a project. Like, let's say, what... Um, maybe not the latest project because you'd be giving away too much, but like, um, what's a project like before that you and Matt have been working on?
4: Hmm. Well, it's been kind of the pretty much typical shows we've been doing. Um, you know, I can make mention of something that we had talked about back at the uh, probably the late part of December, some stuff with Venus because very interesting. Today they released a couple of interesting reports about Venus has now taken the appearance of a comet.
0: You know, uh, we were talking on uh, we were talking on third watch about that, and uh, you know, uh, Manuel Velikovsky, um, who wrote worlds in collision back in the 50s, he believed that Venus was actually a rogue planet, like uh, coming from another solar system, or, you know, it was captured, and it was a captured comet. And going back through all the ancient texts, he believed that um, when it was captured, uh, the the inhabitants of the earth saw this in the sky it was quite a huge thing and uh caused a lot of uh well it caused a lot of chaos too on earth not only could they see it in the sky like that but uh it was actually it came close enough to really uh, mess with us and uh cause a lot of havoc and stuff but uh is that kind of the avenue you're heading down or
4: or not? Well, I've gone um, pretty extensively at this stage. I'm at about a halfway point through at least Velikovsky's book, and I do find a great deal of issues with some of the things he states. But nonetheless, he's done an excellent job of collecting all the uh, coinciding stories that would be from events that have transpired worldwide throughout the various legends and uh, myths and so forth so um you know it's basically in uh because i had found three different variants of this story that was released today and the first um couple of sets of it um basically had made the statement that it could appear like a comet well there's finally one that came right out in the open and states flat out they had already seen it do it and you know from his From his um, theory, what he brought forward is basically that it was knocked out of Jupiter and was a comet and then was brought into the orbital portion around the sun where it is currently now. And, you know, it's as I stated, I've got some issues with his theory and quite a few different levels on that. But nonetheless, Venus taking on an appearance... As such, um, now this is kind of a commonly reported thing in ancient times. and it, you know in this story it basically states flat out comet like ionosphere seen on Venus. And they go through and they explain the details of this. So you know this is something that the ancients when they saw this, this usually was a pretty immense omen that things were about to get real interesting.
0: Okay, so it's it's uh so it's it's like staying in its orbit. I mean, we're not worried about that. And uh, but
4: it's um t- it's growing a tail now, right? It's, it's well, it's it's staying in its orbit now. The thing they found out um about a year back, and they kind of kept this low key. Um, it was mentioned in a National Geographic article that they had found that its orbit had actually slowed. And it was causing um there was a Japanese satellite that was launched towards it and it completely missed it. So it has at least slowed in its orbit, but you know, as far as coming out of its orbit, I wouldn't say that it's done that at this stage, or if it even will, who knows, but nonetheless. Matt, what would cause
0: a what would cause a planet to slow in its orbit? What would cause
1: that? Well, a massive injection of power. That's what would cause it. A massive injection of power. Yeah. Uh, Venus. Venus goes round about the wrong way, ladies and gentlemen. She's, um, well, for all intents and purposes, if you look at her, it looks like that, that she spins on her axis the wrong way. Uh, that is not the particular problem. Uh, she's upside down. Now... With a serious infusion of power into this mechanism, and it can be any mechanism, uh, your car uh, will overheat under uh, if it gets too much injection of power without being able to take away some of that energy by way of the coolant. So we're really talking about any uh, thermodynamic system. And obviously uh, what is happening as we are speaking right now that she's had a massive injection of power, and she's wanting to write herself. What we very well uh, could see, and like Brian said, they put this out, uh, but the Lord our God has told us about signs in the heavens that will take place at certain points in time. And we all need to understand that the Bible most certainly gives you hints ...that Venus may don her wings. Okay, now what you might physically see, and this may very well happen uh, around October the 20th, and I'll explain that here in a minute. Um, But you need to understand that uh, NASA knows all about this, and they're prepping us for this event. A time when we look up into the heavens, and it will probably be as uh, she comes out beyond her obscurity behind the sun... Uh, she will have a tail. And it's quite possible that we will be able to uh, see two tails because as she comes closer to us and in between the sun, we will be able to see the flanking sides of that tail. Uh, so she may very well look like to our eyes that she's donned wings. Does that mean she's going to come out of her orbit and then come kill everybody? No. The Lord your God has already told you Uh, Exactly what his plans are for this planet. It is his planet. He does own it. As a matter of fact, he owns you. He owns Venus. He owns the sun and everything else that there is and can be touched by human hands. He owns it. So those things are not going to happen, but they are warning us of an event of what the Bible loudly talks about, a sign concerning the woman. And uh, the woman is known from ancient times, uh, for all of time, especially since the most ancient of texts dealing with this phenomena. It is the infamous Babylonian uh, Book 63. Uh, Brian and I have talked about that before, but they are just now beginning uh, to shed light on these instances. Just like here recently, they have uh, come forward and said that we are getting radio transmissions from Jupiter. And from other stars. So understand that this is going to happen eventually. And when you see it, don't worry about it. The Lord is your God, and everything's going to be alright. Um, but we may very well uh, see this uh, here coming up very shortly uh, because you need to take note that that is when there is a conjunction between Mars and Venus, or uh, Mercury in Venus, I'm sorry. The problem is is that during this same exact time, Comet Ison will be at that same moment crossing the orbit of Venus, uh, this time frame between October 20th and October 30th. So we may have an electromagnetic interaction between these things, and it may give Venus the, well, the push that she needs to don her wings. Now, uh, last year, Brian and I both talked about this extensively, how they call uh, one form of this, uh, they call this hot flow anomalies. Uh, so they've already warned us two ways that we may see Venus in the heavens uh, look like it, it has a tail or a ponytail or a wings. Uh, these things are going to happen and they're just prepping... Uh, your mind for the Bible being true. Okay, that's what they're really doing. They're really prepping your mind to marvel after the word of your living God coming true, just like he said. But understand this, that this is where this energy is probably coming from is probably a bow shock wave through the firmament of a super wave. Now, Brian and I and more Brian than me uh, has already uh, talked about this extensively on air so everybody could hear it. Um, he's he's covered the news articles that talked about uh, the dust uh, storm that blew up and made it look like that Mars was bulging. Uh, we've already talked about the sunspot activity. Uh, uh, Brian has told everybody about the strange happenings with uh, Jupiter's sun, uh, Uh, Great Red Spot. Uh, We're seeing signs everywhere. And what this energy is doing is that the Lord our God is protecting us. Um, It's much like the radiator on your car. Uh, Just look at Venus right now as being the water pump. And that water pump is taking that energy and expending it. Uh, So that is why Venus is slowing down. And if she gets enough energy, it will actually protect us. Because that will be a mechanism through which a God can dump some of this energy to protect us. Because if this energy don't go somewhere, it's going to hurt us in particular. So this is a very good mechanism for the Lord to put into his creation. Uh, for Venus to act like the water pump and get energized, uh, slow down as she's fighting, and then eventually right herself. And in that process, uh, have hot flow anomalies. Uh, that is going to look like, to your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to look like a comet's tail, or, or wings, uh, as the ancients have called it. Uh, so just just prepare your mind that the reason why they're telling you these things is they want you to understand that the Bible is true, and it's going to do exactly what God says. So they're just prepping you for the coming uh, October. Now, am I saying that it's going to come in in, in October? No, I'm saying that the mechanics is in a sweet spot for it to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if it happened tonight. Um, We've had way too much energy injected into our core. We've had way too much energy injected into Mercury's core. That's why she now has a magnetic field, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. on. Uh, So they're prepping us for you to see the marvels of God's creation, but just take note. Uh, that this should make you feel good, this should comfort you. Uh, Because if Venus did not do this and release some of this energy, you would be doomed. Okay? So the Lord's already planned this out, and He's got Venus right now upside down and going the wrong direction. Uh, But that's going to create the perfect mechanism for your safety in the future. And I hope, in the very near future because ladies and gentlemen I wait for the promise I do not wait for the gold I do not wait for the mammon I do not wait for the paycheck I do not wait for the dollar I wait for the promise that has been made unto me my wife my children my friends my brothers my sisters my mothers my fathers my uncles those that are the children of the promise um i can't wait so it may make everybody else nervous uh, but brian will be the first one to tell you that personally i can't wait uh so brian jump back in here i I think that's as good an explanation as i can give in that short amount of time
4: well that's a perfect explanation of it as well and uh, you know just uh kind of to put into the mix just in tandem with this all the other events that are taking place right now worldwide you know it's really at the stage that i hope these things are starting to get people's attention we've just had some major events flare off um with israel syria and uh if the story would um kind of iron itself out it appears as if um, Lebanon was involved as well With a strike that just happened there And this is flaring off tensions worldwide Hand in hand with this Now the UN is demanding That the Gaza strip And uh, those areas where the housing Developments are immediately given back To the Palestinians So there's quite a few fronts here With many many events That are going on Yeah
0: the Bible says that Israel will be A cup of trembling for the nations and it's certainly true. It's uh, certainly, certainly coming to pass. Um, you know, World War Three. Uh, one could argue hinges on what Israel does. I mean, because I mean, we, we back Israel. I mean, uh, Great Britain they back Israel. Uh, the NATO, NATO basically backs Israel. Yet uh, China. And Russia and the, um, the Middle East, the rest of the Middle East are against Israel. So you have one half of the world divided uh, in um, a position of, of war over one tiny nation of Israel. And uh, if Israel decides to um, you know, to nuke Iran. I mean, they, they're, I mean, everybody's saying, all the experts are saying, look, they're not going to wait much longer because they know Iran is building a massive nuclear armament uh, and they have one, one mission and that is to completely wipe Israel off the face of the earth with nuclear weapons and the Israel's the Israelis know it and they've said it; they're going to have to make a preemptive strike on Iran and take them out first. And if that involves nuclear weapons, which it probably will, then bam—the um, the button is triggered. Now uh, bombs have been nu- now nukes have been dropped for the first time since uh, World War II, over sixty years ago, and uh, so. Uh, as soon as that happens, then America backs them up, uh, and NATO backs them up, while China and Russia back up uh, the rest of the Middle East, Syria, Lebanon, Iran, Iraq, and uh, Jordan. And uh, so we have the whole world potentially going into a nuclear war over, over Israel. Am I wrong?
1: Uh, No, sir, uh, you're not wrong. Um, Before we see these things, um, we should expect to be seeing extreme weather phenomena uh, because, well, there's one individual that's going to start this whole shindig. Just one. And that's Israel being the cup of trembling, the Lord our God has explained to us in Absolute stunning detail in Isaiah chapter ten, where it's going to start, and he says that the trees of Lebanon will shake. So we know that it's tied to this. That's why, unfortunately, uh, Turkey is involved in this, and if Turkey's involved in it, that means that NATO's involved in it, and everybody doesn't realize that uh, the Turkish people uh, they are one with their people. And yet, uh, this is a very treacherous bullet in our magazine, ladies and gentlemen. Because if Turkey does something and causes a tit-tat there with Israel, it's going to be game on, baby. uh, Because he is going to come. He is the Lord's hammer. This is going to be worked out, and the Lord is going to drag him along. It's going to be an utter defiance of the one that he follows. And that is why they come down Jacob's ladder. And that's when it's game on. Uh, you need to understand that the treacherous is going to be very treacherous. He's going to go against the will of the <clears throat> entity that runs this planet. Uh, everyone knows him by the name of Satan uh, or whatever else name you can come up with. He is the dragon. And he's going to come down and try to stop this because he knows full well what's going to happen when he does. And, well, the Lord God is going to do exactly what he said and catch him in a snare. Um, These things are going to happen, just like God said. And it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what the Catholic eschatology teachers say or the Protestants. Uh, these things have been written down. They're going to happen As a matter of fact, you can bet your bottom dollar on it, and as soon as it does, it's game on. But, if the Lord is with you, with you, the Lord remains, no matter what, no matter what happens. Now, there's going to be a time of testing as these... Mechanical things happen, and I think I've talked too much. Sometimes I can overwhelm people uh, emotionally. And I just dumped a whole lot on your head with Venus. But uh, some things are going to be happening to you physically uh, while the war ensues, because they're not going to like it that they've been caught in a snare, and they're going to try to go back up Jacob's ladder. And you you're going to see that with your your eyes but the mechanical things that's going to be happening to you and to this planet I'll just let Brian uh, Brian tell you he's well versed in it and I think maybe I've said a little bit too much like I said uh, I know that what I'm saying can rattles people's uh, cages just a little bit if they're not ready for it Uh, So, Brian, why don't you jump in here and take over and let everybody know uh, just exactly um, how this time is going to be physically uh, for us as the war is ensuing in heaven, uh, both on a spiritual level and certainly uh, on a planetary level as well.
4: Well, uh... I mean, one thing we know for certain, the Bible does tell us it's going to be as the days of Noah during this time. And, you know, this is something that you've tried to explain, I know, several times. And, you know, people have to understand that through what it states in Isaiah 38, verse 12, that Jerusalem is going to be reset back to the navel of the earth or the center of the earth, dependent upon your translation. And that, This is going to put the axis once again up and down. But as you had explained during this time frame, you know, when you were explaining this earlier, that with the eagle's wings, the host cannot be in two places at one time. And this is where things end up becoming a portion of what is explained in Daniel with the 1290 and the 1335. When you take those two numbers, 1335, subtract that from 1290, you end up with a figure of 40 and 5, or 45. So there's going to be a time frame while this war is waging. And the Bible goes on to explain that men's hearts will fail them from fear from what they are witnessing transpire at these times. You know, we go into further details when we have the beast let loose from the pit. What comes up with him. You know, there these you're given some very vivid descriptions as to these this locust type thing that's described. So there's just it's gonna be there'll be a time of testing in this. You know, and I don't know how many people have actually sat back and thought about this. I had actually, last night, was just kind of, you know, just thinking about it a little through my head. You know, and I, I don't know if it's something we can all together quite fathom until we see it. So... Amen. Hey man, it's going to be a wild
1: ride, Johnny. What's up? Oh, yeah, buddy.
0: Oh man, I'm, hmm. So, what do you think is probably the first thing that we're gonna probably see, uh, perceive, like physically, um, when these, you know, when these things start to happen? What, what do you think would be the first thing that we notice?
1: Well, Johnny, I think that's past tense, buddy. Uh, like, oh, well, we would see uh, Mercury uh, get a magnetic field again. We've already seen that. Uh, we would see major disruptions uh, on Venus. We've already seen that. We'd see uh, things happening with Mars. We've already seen that, Johnny. Uh, we would see. Uh, the appearance of things change much like Jupiter's spots. Johnny, we've we've already seen that. Um, so, probably the next event that we're going to see will probably be uh, Venus uh, come up with a tail, a a comet's tail, or a hot flow anomaly, uh, whichever term you'd like to use but that's probably what we will see next uh, because all of the other planets are spinning correctly Um, we really don't have any mechanism to discharge this much energy Uh, that much energy is going to have to take a monumental event which the only planet that could create that would be Venus because she's not only uh, spinning the wrong way upside down uh, she's also off the ecliptic. Uh she's off the ecliptic for this very reason. She creates an angle of deflection for a superwave. So
0: Now uh, okay, superwave. Um now I know that um I know that uh supermassive black holes uh are usually at the center of every galaxy, as far as we know, uh, that's, you know, the latest science. That's, that's the uh, gravitational force that holds the galaxies together, is a supermassive black hole. What a lot of people don't know is that they think of... Now, your typical black hole is, is a ball. It's a round ball, and it's black... It has matter uh, so dense that uh, a teaspoon of it would weigh a, a thousand kilotons. Um, that's a, that's pretty heavy. Um, but um, as as these as these black holes get bigger, they are not they're no longer round, and these supermassive black holes, uh, scientists now believe. Uh, Actually, uh, because of their spin, uh, the centrifugal force of their spin, they are not a round ball, but they stretch out uh, like a disc, like a ribbon, a spinning disc. That uh, The bigger they are, the faster they spin, and the thinner the disc becomes. Now, on the edge of that disc... It's been speculated uh, that the edge, the very edge of that disk, the thin edge of the disks, uh, the the spinning uh, supermassive black hole disk, sends out a gravitational superwave, and which emanates uh, across the ecliptic plane of that disk. So if you were to cross... That uh, thin ecliptic plane, you would be hit by uh, this uh, gravitational superwave emanating from the very edge of the disk of the supermassive black hole. So if you were traveling through space, everything would be fine until you came on that across that thin edge, where the, the disk of the supermassive black hole emanates that uh, gravitational superwave. As soon as you cross the path of that ecliptic uh, wave area, you would be, well, you would be subject to all matter of gravitational anomaly. So, is that what
1: you're talking about, Matt? Yes, that can be translated uh, quite well. Uh, to what you're saying, and they have uh, detected these anomalies, uh, they've reported to us. Voyager 1 and 2 has already detected uh, the densopheric uh, interference at the edge of our solar system. So, yes, it can be explained in that way, and what happens is, um, now ladies and gentlemen, understand that what Johnny just explained... Um, I'm well-versed in what he just said. However, uh, that might not be the truth of the situation, but I can use that model to translate for you what we're talking about here. As you heard Johnny say that due to centrifugal force, this, this disc will create a level of thickness. Now, unfortunately, that as she gets bigger, you understand that her outside edge spins faster and there is a threshold by which she must change her thickness and when it does when it does when it it hammers out let us say in biblical terms it hammers out thinner oh this event when this event happens it creates a fantastic shockwave that blows off the end of that disk ...into anything it might encounter.
0: Along the ecliptic okay. of it? along the front, Alo- From the edge?
1: That's right. Along the edge of that disk. Uh, this is an event that must take place because, well, it is matter. So when you have a physical aspect to yourself and you're underneath a centrifugal force and density and speed... These events must take place. You you need to understand that Johnny is correct in their theories that it was a ball. And then it flattened out a little bit. Well, you need to understand that it's so dense and underneath so much incredible stress and strain that this pops. And that creates a super wave. And then it'll spin, 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 spin. It'll change its velocity. And then after, you know, uh, a certain amount of time, it's reached that threshold where it's got to get thinner again. Uh, so now it looks like a, a a ball that's really flat. Well, that's a jump. That is a hammering action, as the Lord our God tells us. Okay, so uh, when this happens, it creates a shock wave that, is, that is a super wave. And... Um, Now, after this happens five or six or seven times, then you get that infinitely small or or thin disc that Johnny was talking about. But this – it it doesn't go from being a ball to being a a flat disc all in one motion. It's hammering motions. Um, Well, it's kind of like blowing out your tire. Uh, It's an event that happens in one moment in time. It does not do it gradually. Uh, No more than we can do it gradually. Uh, That is why the Lord our God tells us beforehand uh, that on the great day, um, he's going to save us all. Uh, We're not going to endure a worldwide flood this time because he has a mechanism to take care of that. Uh, This planet will be split through on one side. Um, So, that's what's going to help us relieve that pressure. And and don't worry about it. Um, You're not going to die. Okay, so... Uh, that sounds a little bit scary, but it really it's like volcanoes going off, okay? That that, that actually helps you. Um, the core of this planet is getting really hot really fast, and uh, the Lord's just uh, doing this gradually for us by way of venting that energy uh, through the volcanoes. So understand that when this event happens, when it, it goes down to the next size, It becomes bigger around, but it becomes thinner, as Johnny was talking about. That creates a shockwave of fantastic power uh, that emanates uh, throughout space along the ecliptic plane. Uh, That's why, um, well, I'm sure everybody's seen pictures of the Milky Way. It looks like a disk that's spinning. It looks just like our solar system. Uh, This is the mechanism Uh, by which God has created to protect us and uh, how we are able to exist uh, in this stasis field that you and I know as life. Um, It's just ways that he protects us and uh, these events can have serious ramifications on this planet and especially on the timeline. Um, You will take note that uh, if you've ever dealt uh, with mechanical sciences Uh, you will know that when a particular object has a certain density, uh, let's say rubber, um, quite a lot of testing is put into tires because there is a threshold of centrifugal force that if uh, they do not reinforce the tire well enough, you'll have an event, and the tire will simply fly off the rim. So these thresholds are known inside of creation. And when we have these popping events... You have things that God has already told you about. Okay? He's already let you know uh, some of the things that can happen during these events. One of them, if you happen to be on the uh, perfect spot, it's going to scramble your brain. Uh, you know of this event to be uh, the confusion that took place of Babel. Uh, you do know that the Lord your God told you well ahead of time that he himself came down. Okay? But you need to understand that the Lord your God also told you that he rides the cloud. Yes. Okay, so, Johnny, he really told you what he really did. And what happened there at the Tower of Babel is that we encountered uh, a super wave, and it short-circuited all of our brains. Now, if you're in a different spot, uh, well, like Venus, and Mercury is right now uh, coming up in October, and you encounter a super wave, well, you're going to have perhaps a very long day if you're oh I don't know Joshua let's say or if you particularly have the Lord's favor uh, much like oh I don't know uh, a gentleman named Hezekiah uh, the Lord your God can simply uh, well mechanically speaking he can take uh, time and move it back ten steps so it all depends Johnny on, on where we're at when the event takes place. These uh, things God have ha- already...
0: happened in the past. I mean, you've just illustrated yes. that. You've got Hezekiah yes. and uh, Joshua. You know, Joshua, the right. sun stood still in the sky for, what was it, three days, I believe? Uh, a whole day. A whole day. Um, 24 hours of noontime, it appears. Uh,
4: so these yep, things have... I mean. Ahead. In tandem, the, the same events, both with Hezekiah and with Joshua's long day, were reported worldwide. From the, where it would be in the world, the witness was given as to how it would look in whatever continent the person was on at the time. So we know the Bible says these things happened, and you got multiple witnesses worldwide to these events.
0: I didn't know that. We have other texts with the same event, or actually, it would be different depending on where they were in the on the globe, and so they 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 are they do correlate that way. Yep, indeed.
4: Well, that's fascinating, and yeah, it really is.
1: Well, well, Johnny, uh, I, I hope that everybody understands that uh, when you look into the ancient histories. Uh, you're going to have to come to this conclusion uh, that everybody knows it, especially uh, the experts on the matter, uh, the Babylonians. They certainly chronicled it. Uh, well, we got a problem with about ten days on the historical timeline. Um, you can see it in the Chinese calendar. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Babylonians told us all about it. Uh Brian, who else do you want to bring into here? Uh, You've been looking over this here over the past two weeks. I I mean, uh, uh, am I incorrect in that assumption, or do we have other historical records that they just say, oh, if you go before this date, they're
4: just wrong for some reason? Well, yeah, that's the big one is any astronomical um, records that have been kept any time previous to about – you know, in the 700 B.C. window, they just go, oh, well, that can't be correct because that doesn't line up. And as you start to look more and more and more into the calendar itself, you start finding out that worldwide the uh, it was switched at that time in 700 B.C. And the actual term calendar comes from a Roman, um, basically something that Rome was doing at the time where they were calling – When the new moon would appear as they were trying to realign this. So it gets it gets real interesting. The more you start digging into just these various aspects of these different, um, as I've been calling them, cyclical events throughout history. It just worldwide, you continue to get the same witnesses as to what they would have looked like on their portions of the world and these things just hand-in-hand hand every time back exactly what the Bible said. And, uh, you know, the deeper you dig into history, into archaeology, etc., the same things just keep turning up over and over and over again. Uh, we are without excuse, aren't we? Hey, man. Well, hey,
1: man, to that. <laughs>
0: Stuff is... <laughs> Wow, this is uh, incredibly obvious. Now, would I be correct in assuming that these types of events uh, have not happened uh, for a few thousand years? Would I be correct or incorrect?
1: You would be correct if you believed the Bible. And the last time this happened, chronologically speaking, would be Hezekiah. That's the last time it happened. Uh, when you go back to that point in time, like Brian just said, uh, you have anomalies in the, all the calendars on this planet. So you can literally take all of the calendars on this planet and look for this date, look for this event, when everybody says, uh, wait a minute, we need to realign things, something's going on here. Uh, just take note that the Lord your God told you way in advance Uh, Before you knew anything about the Assyrian calendar or the Chinese calendar, uh, God told you about Hezekiah, and now you know why it happened. Uh, Because the Lord, well, he's God, and Hezekiah uh, came before him and asked him, and the Lord just does what he always does. He has compassion on whom he has compassion. Uh, He has mercy on whomever he has mercy, and he can answer whichever prayer that he sees fit. Uh, so now you know why uh, the Chaldeans, in their expertise, uh, chronicled this, and the Chinese and, and everybody else. Uh, the Mayan, the Aztec, take your pick. Uh, it's common knowledge uh, that the difference between the Mayan calendar and the Aztec calendar is not only time, it's not only distance – But it's the difference between a 360-day calendar and a 365-and-one-quarter day as the Aztecs had to correct the calculations. And all of this, all the Aztecs' trouble trying to work these things out was all because the Lord, our God, showed favor to one of his servants that just happened to be named Hezekiah. Uh, So make no mistakes – uh, the Lord, he is exactly who he says he is, and if you tickle his ear and uh, he feels like um, a stopping time uh, for you, uh, he's just going to do it because, uh, well, it's his. He can do whatever he wants. But he's told us these things uh, so that we'll know full well in advance and that we won't be afraid of what is to come. You know so because
0: – I'm sorry. I just have to say it. I remember one time, I I only had a couple hours to sleep, and I needed like 10 hours. And I asked Jesus to stretch the night time out for me, because I needed like 10 hours to sleep. And it happened, and nobody can tell me it didn't happen. I mean, okay, maybe it was just my perception, but I swear, there's 10, 12 hours went by. It was, oh. I was there all night. And I woke oh. up, and I felt so. I woke up about five or six times during the night. Went
1: back to sleep. I'm this. I only had two hours, but you I mean, we we talked about this earlier. You mean you said your perception? I heard you say that. No, uh, God reoriented your vantage point.
0: He had to have because I swear what? I got I was I got ten hours, twelve hours. Of sleep, and I woke up feeling so good, and ready to just attack. You know the day, double shift, and everything. And I swear nobody could tell me that didn't happen. Nobody could. tell oh, I me. won't.
1: Oh, I won't argue with you. And you won't hear Brian argue with you? The Lord, He is God. Why? Why does? How? How is it everybody's forgotten? Look, ladies and gentlemen, Hezekiah prayed, and God grabbed us, and He did very terrifying things with us. And Johnny, uh, he prayed to the Lord his God, and I hate to tell you, but um, we talked about this about an hour ago. Uh, the Lord just said, "Ah, you know, Johnny's a knucklehead. All right, yeah. we'll just go ahead and we'll just go ahead and change his vantage point for two hours, and he will perceive that it is ten or twelve, as you heard him say.
0: He had mercy easy. on the basest of men.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, because he just well, Johnny." Uh, he is your God right and, and he Johnny, he's in charge and he loves you. did you know that?
0: Yes, I do. It's, it's, sometimes I forget it, but yes, you know there is always there's also been four or five times where I had to make it to work in about seven minutes and I and it took 20, 30 minutes to get to work. And I had I had left and, came and showed up early, and uh, you know, uh, you know, it's one of those things. If you're late, you're fired. And I prayed to God to stretch out the time so that I would have enough time to get to work. And that's happened four or five times. And nobody can tell me that didn't happen. Nobody can tell me that's a, you know, that's just my mind playing tricks on me. No way. I mean, that well, was impossible. So.
1: Well. Like I said earlier, uh, Johnny, (laughs) are you so sure that he didn't um, change the distance? Oh, that's right. I already told everybody this. Sure. Time is distance. Time is distance. And behold, the heavens have been stretched out over the sphere of the earth. So, uh, Johnny, I don't know why that surprised you.
0: It's an amazing thing when it happens to you, you know. I mean, you're thinking, you know, you're like, um, oh, if I'm late, I'm fired. And then you just pray to Jesus, please stretch out the time, give me enough time to get to work. You know, I need a miracle. And it happens. I mean, you're so blown away by it that, you know, you're just like, you can't believe it because it's so amazing. The miracles are like that. You just, you're like, you know... It's so stunning and so amazing and miraculous. You're just like, Wow, I was shaking your head and you're trying to explain it, right? I mean that's what we do. We try to explain it and then I'm just like, you know what? It's though I've been walking with Jesus for long enough to where when a miracle happens, I don't question it. I mean, I'm just thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. You know, God hates an ungrateful spirit. You know, if God does something for you, you better be down on your knees thanking him. You know, (laughs) but I've seen this. I've seen this time stretching uh, happen in my own life. And uh, nobody can tell me it didn't happen because it did. And uh, yeah, I mean, now I I have a question. And that is, uh, are there now we have not seen these types of time space events since Joshua and Hezekiah, um, is there mention in prophecy, See, careful how I word this, that um, points to, uh, that maybe perhaps names Joshua or Hezekiah in conjunction with something to do with space-time for future prophecy?
1: Well, I can say this. Uh No, I don't need to say that. I was going to say, duh. Um, but <laughs> well, go- I
0: don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's why I ask
1: you. It. It's not like yes. I
0: know the answer, so I'm going to ask you the question so that you can present it. That's actually a real question. I mean...
1: Yes, there's all kinds of prophecy in the Bible concerning and connected to these events. That's why the events concerning Hezekiah... Well, they are in multiple books in the Bible, of course, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that. That uh, you know, a lot of people uh, will talk to me and they'll say, "Well, Hezekiah—that's probably in Kings or Chronicles, right?"
0: Yeah, Kings. Well, Chronicles.
1: Well, Brian, is that true? Is it is it just in Kings or Chronicles? Is is that talked about anywhere else? Um, Isaiah 38. Isaiah 38.
0: Oh, that's end time stuff.
1: That's right. That's the story of Hezekiah is there in Isaiah 38. Uh
0: Yes, he's mentioned in Kings, though, and Chronicles. That's right, he
1: is. That's right. He is in the history. But God has done this for you so that you will understand his placement there. In Isaiah in chapter thirty eight in particular but also the ones before and after Johnny he's done that so you'll know what is to come ah uh,
0: so we could expect um we could expect the same um exact event or expect something um, like it only different either way right we we
1: can expect uh, when, on the day this happens, for one, uh, it's going to start as a very slow rumble. It will be a vibration. And a, a vibration that will increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase. And that's how nobody is caught inside of any caves or any houses or buildings and everybody survives the event. Just as in described in the sixth seal of Revelation. So this is going to start like a slow vibration. It will get violent, violent, violent. This vibration will turn into the greatest event in all of history. At the end of that event, there will be no structures nor mountains standing on this planet. Now this is how uh, the kings of the earth regret it after the event. They say, man, I wish we could go into the caves now because... It would smash us. So they only realize after the fact, just like the Book of Revelation says. So that's what you can expect. It will start as a vibration, and it will get worse. You were
0: saying that everybody survives, though. Um, Why is that? You would think everybody would get killed.
1: Because, just like I said, because it starts out like a vibration that gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. worse.
0: So they have time to get to some stable ground? That's
1: right. Oh. Everybody has time to run out of the building. Everybody has time to run out of the bunker. Everybody has time to run out, and it gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. You see, because the Bible is true, and it says that everybody – Says, man, I wish that the rocks could fall on us and and hide us from the face of He who sits upon the throne. So this event is going to take place. Uh, well, just like <laughs> just like the Bible says. So that's what's going to happen, everybody. Uh, you'll have plenty of time to get out. Well, how about how about some pr- how
0: about some practical advice? Let's say that we are in a building. Um, or in the bathroom in our trailer and we feel the vibrations start and it gets worse and worse and worse what would you imagine would be I'm looking for advice here a suitable place for us to go to to survive
1: you want to go uh, where there's nothing under your feet like a sewer ok so remember ladies and gentlemen that most sewers run underneath the city streets so if, if you're in the city uh, you want to try to get away uh, from that city okay uh, whether it be going to a park remember all big cities have parks in the middle of them
5: yeah
1: just get to a park or a big uh, parking lot a great big parking lot you know for like uh, a Kroger's or payless or Walmart Go out to the middle of the parking lot. Make sure that you look up. You don't want to be standing next to a tree because it's going to fall over. Uh, and uh, just remain calm and just sit down and ride it out. Uh, but don't try to be over anything or under anything. Uh, make sure you're away from power lines and stuff like that. And just, just plant your butt on the ground and... You'll be able to write it out because the Lord's already promised you ahead of time that he's not going to crush you. If he wanted to, he would just do it right now. Right. (laughs) uh, Good point. So you know, that's your main concern if you're in a city is try to get to a great big parking lot or to a city park uh, because there's no sewers running underneath them, and you won't be standing next to the big tall buildings uh, that could fall on you and crush you. And do not look up. Um, oh, why is that? Well, because this event may also supercharge our ionosphere. Um, and understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the sky is blue because it contains ozone. Well, ozone, uh, there's a reason why it's associated with big factories as well, because it is also produced by electromagnetic discharge. It smells like rotten eggs. Right. That's why, if you've ever been into a big factory, uh, working around um, big machinery, electronic machinery, you'll get that rotten egg smell. Yeah, um, and you
0: can also smell it just before a bad lightning storm.
1: That's right. Uh, this event may supercharge that ozone, and we may very well have a great flash of red. Um, we may also uh, just Burn have your a eyes. blinding flash as it as it strikes the atmosphere, so... It might be like a great big camera going off. Now, we know from the historical records uh, that it's probably going to be red. Um, Those records, uh, you can get those from several different ancient uh, chronologies. It it mentions that the sky was red. So we could very well have a large uh, discharge, and people that's ever been very close to a lightning strike, they will tell you that uh, if you get really close to a ground uh, strike of lightning that is able to tap into the water source, that the lightning is not blue, it's red. Well, they've known that forever. Uh, that's a pressurizing effect on your retina. It's, it's really uh, blue or white, just like lightning should be, but the pressure differential in your eyeball makes it look red. So we may have a huge flash of red, and it'll look, uh, you know, like like you're looking right into a, a camera, and it flashes. Oh, uh, so. so so try not to, you know, try not to look up, because um, expect it once once the vibration starts. Expect to see that flash because we've the Lord has let us know that there's going to be a a, a red sky associated with the event, which can only lead you to a massive electronic discharge in the ionosphere um, but other than that like I said set down you're going to get motion sickness uh, because uh, if you've ever been out on a boat uh, they call that seasickness. Uh, but believe me as this planet changes velocity and reorients its axis you're going to have motion sickness so you want to be setting down Will there
0: be tidal waves?
1: No, there will not. Ah. Nope. Nope. We're going through the exact opposite as we encountered when we uh, encountered the Great Flood. At that point in time, we uh, changed velocity the other direction, okay? What happened then was we had 360, and we sped up in our orbit to 300. 65 and one-fourth, okay? When this event happens, we're going back to a 360 day. So we're going to be uh, changing our velocity. Right now it's slow, okay? And it's going to speed up, so we're going to lose five and a quarter days. But in the flood, the exact opposite happened. The exact opposite happened, okay? So God's done this to protect us, okay? that <laughs> That's why it 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 states everywhere... Uh, God goes out of his way that you're going to have an 18-hour day and a 360-day year. And uh, we know what that means. It's the exact opposite. Last time, something happened, and this time, it's going to be just the exact opposite. And he's going to take care of that with the expansion process that I have already mentioned.
0: Right Um, now, we are um, spinning – uh, at a tilt of 23 degrees off of, uh, right. off of the ecliptic axi- axis. Right. So will we also be tilting back up uh, 23 degrees yes. to a right spin, a proper alignment?
1: That's right. We will be perfectly aligned. Uh, our axis will be the exact same axis that the sun has.
0: Right. That's what so, I'm trying to say
1: so from that point forward ladies and gentlemen you won't see the sun move around during the course of the year it will go straight across the sky
0: ah um, and there won't be seasons then as we know them except for the moon will cause some type of seasonal change won't it
1: well uh, the moon is going to speed up in her orbit uh, even as we do uh, as our drag is released Um, how do I explain that well, uh, you know, there's air brakes on jet fighter aircraft. Well, that's what we have on right now. Because we're off the ecliptic, uh, because our axis is off of the sun's axis, that slows us down. It's like air brakes. Well, when we go back to the days of no, those air brakes are going to be closed. So we're going to speed up. And the moon, she is going to speed up as well. And she's going to go roundabout the planet, in exactly 12 hours. Uh, we will go back to uh, Genesis chapter 1. There will be evening and there will be morning one day. Uh, transliterated, uh, what that means is you'll have um, the moon will be perfect in its orbit around us. She will make that orbit in exactly 12 hours and every single day in that synchrous orbit, you will have a full moon uh, eclipse and a solar eclipse every day. You'll have an eclipse uh, on a daily basis because we will be in a completely uh, synchronous orbit.
0: Uh, um, a total so, eclipse? So uh,
1: five minutes of darkness every day? Every single day. Uh, the Well, it will be bloodied even as it's said in the scripture. Oh. Uh, and And there will be 18 hour days as well. Um, so uh, oh the days is, will be
0: shortened except for those days be shortened no flesh would have been that's right. saved that's correct interesting yes
1: Yes. so uh, all these things uh, are why the bible says what they say because well the bible does make sense uh, that's why God's told us these things so we'll know ahead of time what is to come uh, but they can be scary uh, you know it's um, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, Venus uh, doing strange things or or being able to explain, uh, you know, why Mars has that bulge and all that type of stuff, I know that it can be scary. And, um, uh, you know, you read the book of Revelation and, and it talks about these locusts that Brian was mentioning and, and you know, fire from the sky and... Uh, that's only going to be terrible for the children of wrath, right? For the for the technon orgs,
0: the yeah, orgs. primus Numerus will be protected,
1: right? Yes, they will be protected. That that's right. They'll be protected. So, uh, and no one has to worry about this. Is the children of the wrath, right? So,
0: so the saints, um, the the Christians, the believers will be protected from this. From
1: yeah, you'll be. Yeah, you'll be good to go.
0: Um, yep. You now, there's something that I've always wanted to know. Um, when you talk about this uh, realignment and this shift, you talk about the antipole to the Temple Mount. Now, is mm-hmm. the antipole to the Temple Mount like I imagine it, where it is the exact opposite spot in the Earth as the Temple Mount?
1: Yes, the exact opposite side. Um, I've would made that be those, s- uh, pictures.
0: Would that be staying within the northern hemisphere or southern, or would it be actually no, that's the
1: southern hemisphere? That's I know the southern hemisphere.
0: Right. Would it? Okay. The exact opposite spot on the globe. If you stayed in the southern hemisphere, or the exact opposite place on the globe.
1: The exact opposite place on the globe. Period. Ah, okay. Okay. Because I know, like Hawaii.
0: And Israel are the are in the exact opposite places if you stay in the southern hemisphere. You could poke a pin through Hawaii and it would come out in Israel. But if right, you stayed in the southern hemisphere, not if you actually went, actually, the antipole, if you went exactly through the center of the earth to the exact right. opposite spot. It would be up no, way up north. Uh, <clears throat> so where is the antipole to the Temple Mount? What? What, what What is there on the exact opposite spot on the globe? Is it an it island is most, or a country or what?
1: It is the more, most remote place on the planet. Um, they've known this for literally uh, centuries. Uh, Jacques Cousteau actually went out that way and surveyed it, uh, if anybody remembers who Jacques Cousteau is. But oh, yeah. um, it is out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. In the southern hemisphere, it's actually uh, <laughs> well. It's associated with uh, Primus Numerus. Actually, the uh, 144 is in there uh, concerning its coordinates of latitude and longitude. But um, at any rate, if if you look there, uh, you will marvel that there is a skull there beneath the waves. And uh, well, that's for Big Skull uh, Christian. Yes, it's how, you. How big? Um, Well, uh, put it this way: uh, you can put uh, two or three football fields in one of the eye sockets. Oh, it's it's huge! (laughs) Yeah, it's huge, and it's a formation
0: uh, on the bottom of the ocean there.
1: Yes, it looks just like Galgotha. As a matter of fact,
0: oh my God! So, why is this significant? Why is the skull? What does that mean? What does the skull mean? What's the significance of that?
1: Well. The significance is this, is that I know what the Lord my God has already told me. The Lord my God has already told me that when his son endured the crucifixion, uh, that there was a great big earthquake, some things split, and even the veil into the Holy of Holies was rent. I already know this. Therefore, I know... That uh, what's going to happen there, he's already told me well in advance that on the opposite day, or on the first day, that's his day, uh, the book of Revelation calls the sixth seal the day of he who sits, and it says that for a reason, he who sits on the throne for a reason. So we know that when the Lord our God uh, releases that pressure and rips this planet and two, he's going to do it in the most remote part of the ocean that he can because, well, ladies and gentlemen, if if he did Isaiah 24 in the middle of Russia, okay, it would kill half the population. So, uh, Right, what because of the volcanoes,
0: is, there'd be just massive – right. uh, oh, the, the, uh, the mantle yeah. would open up and there'd just be massive upheaval of lava, yeah. right?
1: Right, and mi- and billions would die. So he's going to do this on the bottom of the ocean, and when he does it, of course, uh, if you go down that far, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the farther that you go in the ocean, uh, the only reason why it doesn't freeze is because, uh, well, water is like the firmament. And um, if you freeze water, it actually gets bigger. It expands.
0: So yeah, the, the water pressure, way down there… the pressure keeps underneath. it from freezing.
1: Right, the pressure keeps it for freezing. Well, this is what's going to save you, because when he rips the planet through right there, you're going to get – well, just imagine this. Um, If you uh, look up whenever they detonate a thermonuclear weapon underneath the uh, ocean, it just looks like a great big tornado of steam. Yeah. Okay? And when the Lord your God rips us open, that pressurized water – Is going to hyperventilate, and what you're going to see is the sky recede like a scroll because you're going to have uh, one of those thermonuclear uh, explosions underneath the water that causes all that steam to come up. You'll have that uh, over thousands of miles. Oh, the
0: sky, like the blue sky, recedes like a scroll, and that steam takes its place. Right. Oh my like God. Said. Oh, that's incredible. I have well, never, I never understood the sky receding like a scroll. I figured it would just be space there after that happened. You know, to take well, its place, but it's not. It's that steam from the Earth splitting right, uh, you know, under the basically the entire Pacific Ocean on that on that that's right. uh, latitude. That's right. Why, and also, the water pressure uh, will um, act as a damper for that's right the force that's coming out. It will squeeze, be squeezing right. in. That's oh, right. Oh, it'll act as a giant damper, so yes. it will minimize greatly, incredibly <laughs> minimize, or even equalize. That the, it will
1: equalize it. It is the perfect shock absorber designed by God. Oh, wow. Because, let me say that one more time. When you go that far down, ladies and gentlemen, that's underneath a certain amount of fantastic pressure. That's why it can't freeze. So when that magma hits that water, because it's at that depth, now understand that this ain't like Hawaii. Okay. No, it's uh, whenever, what,
0: a couple, three, it's like two miles of depth, yes, right?
1: Yes, yes. So uh, this isn't like uh, you can go to Hawaii and see the lava uh, hit the water. If we had that type of event in shallow water, once again, it would kill us.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: so Huge explosion. God put it way down there, okay, as the perfect shock absorber. It, it's, look. It's gonna save you. And you should have expected that based off of what he's already told you happened with when his son said these words. It is finished. Well take note. It starts on the exact opposite day, which is the day of he who sits upon the throne. Okay? So that's why he's told you all these things. It's to comfort you. <laughs> Okay, it's so you know exactly when, exactly where, exactly why he's going to do, exactly what he's going to do. And that's why when you look at the antipode to the Temple Mount and you zoom in on it, uh, you see a great big skull. Uh, That's why, because uh, you know what happened on the day that it was finished. So you're going to know the day that uh, it's game on, you see. Through shadow and silhouette, you're comforted.
0: Same thing. A great earthquake, and it's going right. to be the same thing again. Because right. <laughs> when Jesus said when Jesus gave up the ghost, there was a great earthquake, um, and that's going to happen again on the opposite side of where it happened when he was crucified. Right. Wow, that's incredible. Um. Yeah,
1: God is pretty amazing, Johnny.
0: Oh, wow. And gentle sometimes. Amen. (laughs) Gentle to the people that love him. (laughs) I guarantee you that, man. God said nothing but mercy on me. You know, not that I deserve it in any tiny way. He has mercy on who he has mercy. I'll have compassion on who I have compassion, you know are you out there wanting compassion from Jesus you want some mercy He's ready to give it to you you know it's a uh, but um, in my mind I, I see this I see this image being painted now because after this great earthquake and all the buildings are brought down and all the mountains are brought down uh, there will be a uh, there will be a population without cell phones, or, you know, they'll have cars, but there won't be centralized government, there won't be central communication, there won't be, there will be very little communication. It'll be like uh, the uh, days of the, uh, you know, the messenger, the horseback messenger riders. Um, And so I can see that there will be quite a bit of social chaos, and there'll be tribes running around, gangs and tribes uh, forming into settlements and nations. And I can see this would be the perfect time for the Antichrist to come into power and install his beast system on a broken world. Am I off?
1: Uh, that's the plan.
0: That's what it, That's. Yeah, I mean,
1: that. that's the plan.
0: Because it's probably, right now, I mean, you look around and you say, well, it, it's not going to happen the way things are now. I mean, obviously, something's got to happen. Some people think that the aliens will all come down, and, you know, that'll be the great deception. And uh, But I've always thought um, before, at least, I mean, the alien, you know, agenda and the alien, you know, revealing and stuff like that, that all makes good sense to me. I mean, that would work too. And, you know, but before that, like back in the eighties, when that wasn't even a thought in anybody's mind, uh, there was, uh, the, uh, the remnants of a great cataclysm or nuclear war and the beast rising from that. And that's
1: right. Which is exactly, uh, what happens. Um, Remember, uh, what I already talked about earlier, um, the Assyrian comes uh, because God makes him come. Uh, they actually come down Jacob's ladder to try to stop him, and unfortunately, you're stuck with him. Please understand that, ladies and gentlemen, that after this day, you're not going to have cell phones, and you're going to wish they were moon men. That's all i got to say, and you need to understand that they will be here in the flesh just like they were before the days of Noah, and they're not going to like it. And you have to understand that they're... They are going to be... Look, angry is an Mm -hmm. understatement. They will hate your guts. Uh, They'll be able to do to you anything they want, and you don't understand what terrible is in two... You're in the wrong place the wrong time. Be faithful to the Lord your God, I'm begging you. Cause I know where I'm going, okay? And I don't want to be in that place and have a solemn assembly because you were a knucklehead. I really don't. Right. Okay, so if you're stealing, you need to stop it, okay? If you're lying, you need to quit. If you're fighting, fussing and feuding with people about uh, the rapture or anything else, you need to quit. And you need to quit right now. Okay? Thank you. Because you do not want to be the rest of her children. You 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 just don't want to be.
0: Yes, while it would be nice to rule in white raiment and be a great tribulation saint, uh, to get there is one hard road. And you're better off being the bride anyway. Uh, yes. Way better off.
1: Way better off, matter of fact, you'd be better off dead. Yeah. And when this day comes, you're going to know what I've said is true, and you're going to get in the fast lane. You're going to try to get to the beast as quick as you can and say, I'm not taking your mark. Chop my head off right now because I don't want to live anymore. Okay? So everybody thinks it's funny that this is a common phrase, you know. To be better off dead. You better be the woman. Because on that day, you really are going to realize that you're going to be better off
0: dead. There are worse things than dead. Yes, there is. Yeah, buddy. So now, if, I'm, if I don't believe in Jesus, I'm listening to this because it's cool stuff, man. Because Matthew Miller is a bomb. And uh, this is really cool, but I, I don't believe in Jesus. I'm not a Christian. Um, but you know what? I think I think uh, it's time. I think it's time to. Uh, I think it's time to turn. I think it's time to turn or burn. What 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 do I have to do to be saved?
1: Well, let me tell everybody a little bit about my history. I have always been in the hands of the Lord my God. But Brian, he is not. And if you're in that place, uh, the Lord has prepared Brian to be able to speak with you a lot better than me. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Brian was right where you're at. And Brian was doing horrible things. And he was associating with horrible people. But behold, you have heard Brian talk about the wonders of his father who is in heaven today. And the Lord, your God, has given Brian an understanding beyond his capabilities. So, Brian, why don't you just jump in here and why don't you describe how you can actually ascend. How you can actually live forever. How you can be a child of the king. Because you're by far... Better prepared to relay that message than I am.
4: Well, call upon Jesus, believe with all your heart that he was raised from the dead, turn from your sins.
1: My goodness, that's easy. My goodness, that's easy. You mean I don't have to bleed? I don't have to bruise? I don't have to break? Well, that's the most wonderful thing I've ever heard. I don't have to get a haircut?
0: Amen. I don't have to pluck my nose hairs.
1: Let me tell you, that hurts. That hurts, man. It really does. (laughs) That really does hurt, man. That that really does. I bring tears to your eyes, man.
0: All I got to do is say, Jesus, I believe in you. Help me believe. Maybe I don't believe in you much. Help me believe. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that, uh, you were, that you were raised from the dead. I believe you died for my sins. Come into my heart. And that's it?
1: That's it, man. But, and uh, that's easy. Note. I mean, take note, everybody. Marvel at this. Jesus was standing there with his own disciples, and they had one thing to say to him. They said, give us faith. And they were sitting right there with him at the table. I'm not lying to you. They were looking right at him. They were looking right at him and they said, give us faith. How much more would he give
0: to us if we asked? And he will. Marvel at that. Marvel at that. You know, I have never come across somebody who has not said that prayer. Jesus, please help me believe. Please come into my life and... Show yourself, reveal yourself to me. I have never talked to anybody who has prayed that prayer and has not had huge things. Jesus come into their life in a huge way and confirm that he indeed is the king. He is the Lord and creator of the sovereign universe and uh, died for your sins. And it's the only way. Is there any other way? Cause I'm thinking, uh, is there any way I could, like, any other way I could get to heaven besides believing in Jesus? Negative. Negative. No other way. No
1: other way. The only way you're going to get to where you're going is to go from being a woman to becoming a bride. It's the only way. Because he is above you, he is beyond you, and he is of a different flesh than you. And if you think you can go traipsing up Jacob's ladder in the physical <laughs> mechanism that you now inhibit, boy, you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong. What if
0: I um what if I have been a Christian for like, you know, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty years and I you know, I'm a pretty good Christian, but man man once in a while I just man, I really mess up. You know, I spin out, gravel spinning everywhere. Everything's the fur is flying, and uh, I just can't seem to get my act together. What do you What do you say to somebody like that?
1: Same Eat, thing I just said.
0: <laughs> Eat some solid food, take a hot shower, and read Ephesians. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. That's all it takes, baby.
0: All right. All right, man. All thanks. All right. Man, it's been such—you know—we've been burning this uh, session for almost three hours, and uh, it's been an honor to have you here. I'm gonna have mercy on you and let you get to bed because I know you got to get up and go to work in the morning. You're a working man. You're a family man. You're a decent. You're the best Christian I know. You know you can say what you want about Matthew Miller and his theories and ideas, but let me tell you what Matthew Miller is a real Christian. One of those guys that you read about from time to time. Uh, somebody that uh, is there for you when you need him. And i that has been true in my life time and time again. If I get in a jam, Matthew Miller is the first one I call. So uh, I just want everybody to know that somebody who has that much, and this goes for Brian Ingram too, somebody some pe- people that have that much credibility and, as a down-to-earth, honest-to-God Christian, I'm willing to listen to anything they say. So, uh, I think yeah, he deserves your respect. They, Brian and Matthew both deserve your respect. And uh, you may not agree with everything they say, but at least you should respect them enough to give ear. And uh, ponder these things. And see if these things are so. You know, wor- you know, work it out for yourself. So um, I would just like to say that,
2: oh, Matthew, it's been so wonderful to have you here. And Brian, I love you. Thank you for joining me.
3: Love you, man. Good night. Alright. Alright, see you next time on the next Iron Show Live. Available on iTunes. Go to I- go to
0: iTunes, Fire It go to the iTunes Store, and type in Iron Show or John McMahon in the search box. You can also uh, click on it, go to the top menu in iTunes, click on advanced subscribe to podcast and enter ironshow.com slash
4: iron5.xml
0: and you will get the feed really fast that way. Also available at ironshow.com, ironshow.net, ironshow.org, or coming soon to your mobile phone. And of course, we are on the Fringe Radio Network. That's Fringe I'd like to thank Producer Rick I'd
3: like to thank Bruce Collins I'd like to thank Dr. Future Peter Goodgame I'd like to thank all my friends out there I'd like to thank Matthew Miller and Brian Ingram for joining me tonight I want to tell you man Johnny loves you next
5: time